0: Hello, everybody! I will be bouncing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with this episode because I am essentially, for lack of a better word, uh, getting things back up to speed. It's a long story about me uh, getting my account uh, not reinstated, but just having to start from scratch. (sighs) So, uh, before we get started, uh, that means... I don't have any of my music library or sound effects or anything cool. I don't even have the tags for the podcast anymore. Uh, that's kind of weird. So uh, I, I guess we'll have to just quickly find a cover of, a- of AM 180 and hope for the best. So uh, here we go. podcast with Jordan Haas. I'm your host Jordan Haas. Yep, it's gonna be one of those episodes. So I'll be cutting back and forth uh, because of my mom. Uh, It's gonna be a long complicated story. Uh, Essentially, it's about computers, health, and safety. Also, we're talking Super Bowl, I think, and other stuff as well. So uh, usually when it comes to these episodes, I want to have like a 10 to 15 minute Or 20 minute conversation about a certain topic and that's it. This is another episode where it's multiple stuff, maybe four or five minutes each, uh, compiled to one, just like last week and the week before. I don't want this to be the format, but that's just the way it is uh, for the last few weeks, as it turns out. Don't really have much uh, long-form conversation by myself about these certain issues. Anyway, let's get started. First, let's get the IRL uh, issues out of the way. Uh, My mom's health. Uh, She has not been getting better. I've been taking care of her for the last few years. And it's sort of deteriorating. And not for the best. And uh, recently, she couldn't walk. And... Talked about suicide, and it's really tough to hear that when you're the son, and it's your mom who took care of you. Uh, but she's like, "I can't do this anymore. I can't do this to you anymore." Just all the the sadness that comes with it, <clears throat> and it's 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 hurtful, and there's a lot of like other stuff going on. It's, it's really uh, sad stuff, because uh, this has been going on for years at this point, and the last few days have been miserable. But luckily, last Sunday, she actually had a, a almost a full night sleep. Which means, and this is why I'm telling you guys this, a perfect segue for, do I get some sleep through this? No, I take care of my own issues. Which leads me to our continuation of... The Hilarious Adventures of Jordan and Microsoft. So if you remember, back in November, someone accessed my Skype, made out-of-state calls, legally. Uh, I had to, uh, I got an email saying, hey, uh, if this isn't you, click here. And they put the account on a brief lock, but then they unlocked it, brief unlock, real unlocked it. And until I changed the password, which was good, and then I had to contact a Microsoft to get refunds, which, no problem. When that all happened, my account got locked, which means I couldn't go to Xbox, couldn't play games, couldn't use my OneDrive, couldn't use Microsoft Word, etc. So, uh, to make matters worse, uh, I couldn't get my account back. Long story short, I couldn't get my account back. And then today, well, on Sunday, I got billed for microsoft 365 for the account i can't use it on why i can't use it there's no point so that really pissed me off luckily i microsoft once again i will say this it's not microsoft that's really at fault here because i understand safety security and all that but i do wish with all of the security help that they have they could see me as a person See, I was not the one who did all of these uh, out-of-state calls, all of this illegal terms of service activity, and all of this good stuff, And no. And I understand that's what they want to do for safety and security makes sense. But everything else from the agents to, to technical support to billing have been amazing and nice. It really has been just this one instance of safety and security team could not dictate that I'm a person despite all the information I gave them. And that really annoyed me. And me getting billed, even though I said, please do not renew my Microsoft, they did. And that really pissed me off as well. So, after being, after letting a virtual agent know, hey, I need this to go away, it it took almost a whole day. And... On Monday, I got it refunded. So I spent a good chunk of the day when she was asleep changing my account on this computer. So now it's a different account. Now I have to change the administration. That This new account is the administrator, not the old one. And having to figure out a way that it defaults to the new account, not the old one. And guess what that means? You could make a small account, sign in options, have a little lower end corner, or you unfortunately have to delete an account on this computer, make the new account the new administrator, and hope for the best, which I had to do, which sucks because essentially every file from my old account is now gone, unless they were on OneDrive. So I am without any of my music, any photos that I've held, any documents, and it's all into account. Um, it's sort of weird because everything is still here. Like I have all my Steam library and Epic games, so they have my back. But at the same time, and this is what's very weird to me, is uh, <laughs> that like everything's a little faster. I I mean, like it feels to me like one of those things where it's like I should have really gone ahead of time. Because, you know, like when you download a lot of stuff and your storage is backed up and it just slugs the the computer a little bit? It appears to be faster. (laughs) And I think that's very cool. So even though there's a big slump in all this, I have to start all over again, including my Xbox achievements. I'm trying to find that last bit of, like, positive thought, if I could, in all this uh so next uh, uh, so so bear with me in the next few weeks and months as I try to rebuild everything and record new stuff and all this it, it should appear like nothing's really changed. <clears throat> next is a uh, YouTube wormhole. Uh, I've been watching Brooke Holtz, uh, Brooks Holt. He is a uh, mini golf youtuber. Uh, and he has has a really good idea for a concept. He basically is like a a family vlogger who does, like, the tour videos, but he's across the country, and all he kind of does from what I'm seeing is just mini-golf. So he's, like, in California. He's in Florida. He's in North Carolina, South Carolina, and all he sort of does is just play mini-golf with his girlfriend, and I think that is one wholesome and two fun. Uh... So I, for me, I, I, I'm i watching those videos, and I am liking the content because it's just a very boring game of mini golf, <laughs> and sometimes I'm screwing up, and that's sometimes all you really need, is just that little bit of, of just silliness to go along with it, so um, I've been having fun looking at, like, Texas mini golf, and looking at Chicago mini golf, and looking at a mini golf in like Pennsylvania it's like very it's like all across the country and I just think that's just one of the best ideas for a YouTube channel so again Brooks Holt uh, used to be a drummer uh, next on my uh, I, I, I just have to give a quick shout out because it's just a lot of fun. Uh, s- next uh, only Connect is getting into the uh, same sort of business. That I'm seeing with uh, people uh, looking going in the comment section, insulting mannerisms and personalities. We talked about this last week. I fucking the thing that pisses me off most about game shows is just like the people who a get really like <laughs> bent out of shape over like people in in the who are contestants who may be on the LGBTQ spectrum uh, or two. Those that are just, like, a little overexcited, so they're just, like, shaking a bit or nervous, so they're just being made fun of. Like, anyone's, everyone's different. Everyone reacts to pressure differently. Everyone responds to a quiz show differently. And it's sad that that same sort of attacks that you see on Jeopardy every single time, oh, a guy is shrugging, and oh, this guy looks ugly. Is being taken to only connect. Another one of my favorite quiz shows. I, I think it, it's really just the people that they get are very smart who gives a shit. But I, I'm getting really sick and tired of this this line. And I, I just want to say this is why I hate the snarky snark assholes. Well, they signed up for it. They know what they got themselves into. No. No, they did not. They signed up to play a game of trivia to have fun for a little afternoon, and it's being recorded, and you're watching that recording. It, it's not the same at all. I don't know in, in what mind do people think, you know what? When I sign up to be uh, playing this this game show, whether it's Wheel of Fortune or The Price is Right I'm applying for press your luck, a lingo. I really just want to be made fun of by dipshits on the internet. No one fucking thinks that. <laughs> like, please, shut the fuck up. Also, if you're going to insult looks, maybe don't make your profile pic look worse than the people you're insulting. <laughs> like, I, I'm not one to judge people by looks, but holy shit, maybe... I don't know if 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 you're doing the uh trucker cap aviator glasses uh truck roof selfie that looks like you can see up someone's nose, I don't think you're really the best judgment for uh looks of somebody on the show uh when you're still wearing a van Doge trucker cap from the Ashton kutcher era, so like I. I it just, it just doesn't feel... What's ne- What's next? You, you're you going to uh, get upset about Ed Hardy? Uh, <clears throat> so, it, it it's just, to me, just really, really terrible. And I, I, I still wish we could do better about this. That's the kind of things that make me so annoyed about game shows, because I love them so much. Uh, in breaking news here, uh, I was looking at Bother's Bar. Uh, that's my go-to, besides Game Show News Net... And a lot of their shows uh, ended. They, their version of Ninja Warrior just ended. Catchpoint, which is really fun ball-catching trivia game, is gone. Their version of I Can See Your Voice, not the Ken Jeong, but it's the same format, is gone. The Masked Dancer, that Craig Robinson show and font, also gone. Uh, and Moneybags, which I thought was a really good show, uh, except for Series 2, it, it it it's also gone, uh, mostly because Youngest Media, the studio itself, is folded over. Um, <clears throat> but luckily, Moneyball is back for now. And the last thing is the Epic Game Show, the show with all the pyramids. Even though I have said some very mean things about that that format, I I I like. I, I'm sad to see it go. Because to me, I thought it was a really good litmus test to see if you can do a spinoff reboot of some of those shows. Like, they did The Price is Right, they did a Bullseye, they did Strike It Lucky, a lot of these classic 80s game shows from the UK, and some from here, um, that I thought was really fun. Uh, Child's Play, which wasn't really a classic in the UK, but was like a somewhat hit here in America. Was, was done in the last season and I thought that was one of the better shows that they rebooted. And I think in this world of like catchphrase and all these little primetime game shows, I think even though it's gone, they should really try and think about like maybe doing like a five or six episode run here, six episode run there, just like they're doing for a Limitless Win. Just 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 try something out there every once in a while. Cause I think that that kind of ambition is what I like most about the ITV network, when it comes to their game show division, even though so many shows got the axe. Uh, so uh, next is uh, speaking of the big games, uh, the Super Bowl. Go Kansas City, Missouri. Once again, it's Missouri, not Kansas. Uh, and the Super Bowl ads showed up, and there were so my favorite ads, uh, the Binky Dad. For Kia, the the beer fight for for Blue Moon, Coors and Miller, and uh just the uh, and just the the fun of uh what was it the the Tubi the Tubi Psych Out that was really cool. Those were my three faves uh, because I did not know Tubi had the Super Bowl. Did you? <laughs> if people were watching Super Bowl through Tubi, I would be in shock because I had no idea it was streaming through Tubi. Uh, next is the worst ads. Uh, I, I, it's religion, politics, and, uh, Fox in general. Well, I mean, that is politics. Uh, so the shittiest ads I saw were, uh, first of all, the religious ones. Like, he gets us, which is, you know, that mega church donator for anti-abortion and LGBTQ rights overturned. Uh, and they're, they're putting photos of people crying over Ferguson and getting shot at in mass shootings and going, hey, you know, Jesus loves the enemy, too, you know. Maybe. I mean, that's the book, right? But you do know, like, we are – you're posting a photo of someone angry because of gun control laws and someone getting angry because cops shot their kid in your protest march thing. Like, Yuck. Or it's Scientology, which was very fucking weird. Um, But every year they do that, and every year no one cares. Uh, Next, uh, they uh, had Fox, because it's Fox. They had promos for uh, Next Level Chef, which I think is a very fun little format. Another Ramsey cooking game show, because cooking game shows are very cheap to produce. And Gordon Ramsay, being a big face of Fox Network, makes total sense for them to do promos for the show, including having the post-game show. But Fox Nation and Gutfeld were really shitty ads. Fox Nation, because one, it's a, it's, it's obviously trying to promote their Fox News streamy service, and it's like, hey, here's like a, a Yellowstone show. Hey, here is uh, a show uh, where uh, we're we're seeing uh, Dan Aykroyd talk about beer. And here's Roseanne Parr's comedy special, where we're trying to forget the fact that she took sleeping pills and called a black woman a monkey. Oh, okay. You, you're better off just like do like just copy pasting Daily Wire at this point, but then getting like Adam Corolla or something. Uh speaking of unfunny comedians, uh, uh Gutfeld uh was the new king of late night in his new ad. Uh which I will say this outright you know how like the com- like conservatives can't do comedy because they just do the same jokes like i devise a attack helicopter and now my pronouns are uh, kiss my ass or something uh or triggered or or i did that or whatever is the kind of shit that you would have saw on aol as re colon re colon re colon from your grandpa's aol account uh that is the kind of stuff that uh They had in this ad where it's Greg Gutfeld looking miserable because he ran out of time talking about his uh, late night show while uh, some woman is just like depressed, not wanting to be there. There's a dog that looks very hungry, like they didn't feed the dog during the shoot. And that made me kind of sad because I was like, oh, they, they really did this on the quick. Because that dog did not want to be on that chair. And Tyrus, the NWA champion from NWA Power. What's it going for? Hard R. uh, And he's dressed up in knight's garb going, is this cultural appropriation a huffy-duffy hilarious joke? None of them did the lines funny. And none of them really knew what the punchlines were. And I'm thinking... Do conservatives not know their own comedy or know they're not funny? Because I was watching that ad, and even if you wanted to go into the world of conservative comedy and, oh, no holds barred, it didn't look like a fun fucking show to watch. If that's what the show is, you just made Bill Maher, and Bill Maher sucks. Maybe that's it you're trying to make the Bill Maher show for conservatives – but when I think like comedians in general, it's just they're funny, wacky. Hey, where's it going? And even like some of those skewing conservative comedian types, like like Stephen Crowder, that piece of shit Stephen Crowder. At least he tries to try and have that that smart assy. Hmm, I know what I'm talking. There was none of that with Gutfeld. It looked really pathetic. And I, I I'm pretty sure at this point, like maybe conservatives can't do comedy because most of the time they're just miserable people and they're just venting out their frustrations and that's it there's no comedy there's no nuance there's no this is a character i don't actually believe this it really is just like hey what if we I killed all the poor people <laughs> like that's that's not comedy that's sort of shit but that's kind of gut fell i guess Uh, So that was one of the worst ads I've seen. The most disappointing was M&M's. I wanted because they had this whole like one month like spin on Maya and Yaz of Maya Rudolph and trying to dish at Tucker Carlson. But what I thought they were going to do. And this is legit. What I thought for the Super Bowl was they were going to have all of these like short form, like five to ten second ads for other companies, and then every and then like like a Zappos ad, and then the green M M&M and M shows up, or a Wish or a Calm, like a Calm app ad, and the orange M M&M and M pops up, something like that. But it's like every like five to ten seconds, it's like these little short kind of app like ads with the M and Ms, culminating in. Yes, they are terrible at the jump, and now we reinstate them at the fourth quarter and have this big blitz. Instead, we had the Maya, we made clams, everybody loves clams, and then a quick uh talking point where uh they're back, and that's it. When it really wasn't in the news that much. So it really was a waste of an ad. Also, are the purple M&M's in a bag of M&M's? I, I still have no confirmation on that at all. So it was really disappointing. Um, so, so finally, uh, going into the game segment, we're going into the game zone, video game zone. Uh, We're, we're talking fucking the Harry Potter game, whatever it's called. The Harry Potter game sucks. I haven't played it. I don't want to see it, but I've been watching people play it on Twitch. I've been – so because to me, I, again, I have no need to – I'm not a Harry Potter nerd. I I grew up with with Animorphs and Goosebumps and, like, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Those were my books. And when you see things like (laughs) Harry Potter, yes, it was at the same time. When I was, like, 8, 9, 10 years old, that was when the Harry Potter books came out and were, like, the big fucking thing in elementary school. I didn't care. I was too busy talking about Pokemon and uh, getting excited about uh, Toonami because Dragon Ball Z was going to be on. And, like, oh, I got to get home and play, like, N64 games and PlayStation games. Like, it, it wasn't really my thing. Um <clears throat> But for some, it's their whole personality. It's a cultivated identity, the Harry Potter fan. And that is, of course, the big litmus test. We talked about this last week where it's that's the people who are going to get hurt. The transgender uh, fan of Harry Potter who had made that their cultural, like, like their cultivated identity. They're the Harry Potter fan and they're the ones in the crisis. Those are the ones I care the most for. I don't give a shit about you playing this game because you're not an ally and i think a lot of people are just going to be saying that like even if you're streaming the game and donating who cares i you're just doing this so you can feel better for yourself but you don't really care you care about the hogwarts game cuz your your whole identity is the is the harry potter bullshit so i saw people play the harry potter game because everyone has their own take on this this shitty game it looks like shit it, I, I do not see the appeal of the Hogwarts game. It looks like Arkham Asylum, but Harry Potter. The fight mechanic looks shit. The magic looks terrible. The only thing that looks good is level design, I guess, and the soundtrack. But no, it looks like every generic magical spell adventure game from the last 10 years. You might as well be playing fucking Elden Ring still. You might as well still be playing The Witcher. It, it doesn't do anything. It's not like, oh my god, I'm now in the Hufflepuff. It's not a life service game. It's not fucking Destiny. So get, get a grip. It, it's a shitty fucking story game. So the people playing the game are from all across the spectrum. You have the people who are doing it to try and mock transgender people because, oh, the woke mind virus, Elon Musk. Or they are people who are... Die-hard Harry Potter fans, and they are playing the game in their lower third corner, wearing like the Universal Studios Hogwarts uh, scarfs—the the, the blue scarf, the green scarf, or the red scarf or yellow scarf—because they're all color coded. Um, this is basically astrology for for babies. Um, I don't know what a Slytherin is, but I I'm told some people are that. I did Potter more, and I still don't know what the fuck that means. I thought that was a good entry way to figure out what the fuck the Harry Potter universe is, so maybe I would do okay in trivia. Nope. Uh, so, uh, people who are Harry Potter fans are loving this game. Oh my god, this is the, the game I've wanted. It's good for them. I'm not pissed off. Hey, you're the Harry Potter fan, you dedicate your life, and this is the game for you, then Good. But at the same time, J.K. Rowling fucking sucks, and I have no respect for you whatsoever. Um, Those are not mutually exclusive. I have no respect for you. Um, Others are playing the game because they got gifted a copy, and these are the high-prolific streamers, which make me believe, did they actually like the game, or were they paid off because this is a promotional stunt because the game just came out? So I didn't really do my full due diligence on that, but they really loved it too. But because these are the high caliber Twitch streamers doing it, this was the, oh my God, this is so good. And you're thinking, I don't know if I'm buying this. This this is sounding a little too fakey for me. And then you had what I would say is the majority of people I saw on YouTube, on Twitch, no talk, not even happy they're playing this game they're going and this is oh okay oh okay what that's the reaction I I heard over and over again it was like a what not into like the youtuber oh dude shit whoa bro no it's just fucking what like like they did not like the story and they they didn't seem interested in the game. One of them I saw the game crashed on their PlayStation 5. Like their game crashed and immediately uh, and they were streaming for like an hour. They were like they were like only 12 people watching, which is sad cuz Twitch stream but they it crashed and instead of just like hey, I'll be right back, they just went, "Yeah, I'm good." And they immediately closed the stream up. stopped streaming. And then, like, an hour later, they went on to play... I fucking think it was... um, What was it? God of War Ragnarok. They played God of War Ragnarok instead, which is a much better game. Uh, so, it is, to me, a, a real telling sign that the IGN review might be a bit full of shit. And the discourse of this shitty game is just, but I want to enjoy it, but I want to be an ally. Well, you know what you could do is just not fucking play the game. You know what you could do is just do better Harry Potter. You know what you could do is, I don't know, figure out ways to uh, further advance trans voices. Maybe and this is just me, try and find uh, trans developers and trans uh, uh, creators who are working in the games industry and support them. Like, maybe play Pizza Tower instead. Just, it, it just sounded like a, a big, dumb, dumb discourse thing. But it doesn't matter because Sony and all of the companies are, spe- I think there's, this is like the largest ad spend on a video game in quite a while. Like, they, I'm seeing billboards. I'm seeing uh, pop-up ads, banner ads, commercials. I'm seeing late-night commercials for the shitty game on networks that probably don't play fucking video games. I'm sorry. But it, it, I I don't think the audience who are watching, like, a late-night episode of, the, of like, Total Bellas are going to be fucking watching the... probably the Hogwarts game I think there's maybe maybe Bella fans love Harry Potter I don't fucking know but at 3 fucking a.m. in the morning no that is what is so bizarre about all this and there are literally thousands of other games out there that won't make J.K. Rowling smile and profit and double down and triple down and say well no you're the ones at fault here because guess what people fall into the rake and they'll continue stepping onto the fucking rake and that's all you can do and all you can do is just sigh and just play something else because you can no one's stopping you from playing the game but no one's stopping you from playing anything else that's my take on all this literally there's game boy games on the switch you can play right now i play kirby I, I played a bit of Wario Land. There's WarioWare. N64 has the GoldenEye game again. It sucks. But it's there. Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, intellectual properties and baby toys, Disney. Uh, so I want to close this off on a happy note because I know we started out s- sad. I want in on happy. Disney. Uh, hundred years of Disney going on right now. I still haven't gone to Disneyland. I would love to go to Disneyland, but you already know why. But uh, I'm watching all the YouTube videos of all the Disney theme park people, and they're doing the Tron ride at Disney World, or the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, or they're over here doing Runaway Railway. And it, it just hit me here. Disneyland's cool, and California Adventure. But you know what I, I like is... um that uh Disneyland is like still this little bubble but it looks like it still looks like it always slightly evolves in a way that's kind of fun in a way that I kind of enjoy it I kind of feels like a I I I haven't gone in quite a while but man that like seeing people like eat food and just ride the rides the new Runaway well is the same as the one in Florida but with a different layout in different queue which I think works in their favor instead of the bootleg ramens. Uh So the uh, Tron ride is the one everyone's talking about right now, which is, again, something from Shanghai. Uh, I saw the light cycle, and I'm thinking, oh, that's a very uncomfortable position because you have to bend your legs into like a 45-degree angle like you're kneeling, and then you put your hands into something, and then you have to like almost like a chin strap like, put your head right forward so you can see what's going on. And it just looks like um, every generic uh, roller coaster. But it looks really cool because the way the position is. But the back of the the rail car, which I think is supposed to be for uh, larger people and disabled people, looks like the best seat on the ride. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, man, they get the best seat. That's actually a great thing. Um for, but from what i'm seeing very beautiful it sucks it's in florida but very beautiful uh so i am excited about that and i i would i i don't do roller coasters that well but it looks like a very fun like quick ride like like revenge of the mummy at universal uh oh yeah and the uh, mario the mario is back at universal super nintendo land is open and people are saying, "Wow, I can't fit in the Mario Kart." Yep. Personally, when it comes to Super Nintendo Land, I like the idea, but I don't. I, I I'm starting to think maybe it's good that it was in Japan, but not here because they do their intellectual property at Universal Japan a lot better with anime and their live action sequences, a lot of good stuff. For Universal here, we kind of just tank everything and hope any intellectual property from peacock ends up well we're probably like three years away from a poker face experience um but what, what i think would be better was if the nintendo land was its own theme park i i mean that like in a like a nice way i don't mean like you don't have to go over the top and do like a roller coaster thing but i mean like if, if, like, six flags crashed and burned, or uh, Knott's Berry Farm was over, and you could re theme certain things, or uh, go for a more indoor theme park like they do in Dubai, and you can do other Nintendo properties like a Legend of Zelda attraction or a Donkey Kong attraction, and yes, there's gonna be a roller coaster Donkey Kong car, we already know, but like. Personally, I I would there's like hundreds of different things. I would love to see like a fun like maybe like a Metroid themed coaster. Uh, I would like it's like a dark ride. I would love to see Kirby, and Kirby is just kind of like would I, I maybe like one of I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a drop tower, but it would make sense for a drop tower. But just something more cute and fun like a fun like the like the baby drop right that goes back and forth back and forth very slow and silly um because there's so many Nintendo properties that they could really go through they fucking could do balloon fight they could have balloons you launch up in the air and they swirl back down there's so many different options if they just would have not took in the Universal Studios intellectual property thing but it makes sense because Nintendo which means Nintendo movie uh, what the Mario movie and the Mario movie uh, recently had a new commercial, which was a fake plumber commercial featuring the eighties theme song that we're the Mario brothers, the plumbers, the game found a secret warp. That one, uh, they, they made a whole commercial with that. And I loved it because it's just a lot of Easter eggs and silliness, including the website. And they even got the voice of, of uh, peach or princess toadstool, uh in the in the in the cartoon to voice like this distressed actor thank you mario brothers like it to me it those were the easter eggs that i think a lot of people are going to love about the mario movie i think the mario movie is going to be good i think everyone's still on that chris pratt sucks cuz he can't voice mario cuz i want uh mom mommy mario but i think it's okay i think the shittiest thing about chris pratt once again is just that he donates to a megachurch, and that megachurch, much like he is, he is us, has some really plausibly bad beliefs that could harm a lot of people. But Chris Pratt, the likable Star-Lord guy, yeah, sure, makes sense. Um, but I, I, I've enjoyed it. A little bit. Um, I, I'm I'm th- I'm I'm not turning around on Chris Pratt. I still think maybe the worst of it, but I I, I think he's likable. I think Chris Pratt's a likable guy, and I think the Marvel movie will do very well. I think what's going to happen is that again the discourse this sucks, and then people are going to see the Marvel. Oh, this is good. You're going to see that fucking shitty. Is this the best Mario, like video game movie? Is this the best video game movie? You know, The Last of Us came out, but we're going to forget about that now and say, is this the best video game movie? And there's probably going to be a reference to the uh, 90s Mario movie, maybe like a really horrific looking Yoshi or something, because if you notice, there hasn't been Yoshi yet. Uh, and, and they'll go with, with something like like that as an in-joke, uh, just to give something for like the pop culture nerds, maybe even the Koopalings. Uh, so it, it, to me, I think the Mario movie is going to be okay. I think the discourse on that is still a little stupid. And I hopefully will see that with my friend Jack from Funtime Calls, because that seems like a lot of fun. Uh, but personally, I'm still wanting my Kirby movie. I, I want to be in the Kirby movie. Uh, lastly, oh, the last piece of news is at midnight. Uh, okay. So, uh, recently James Corden's classing and burning. The rumor was they were going to a panel show. That panel show is now at midnight and everyone's excited because, oh boy, at midnight, I still don't know if it'll do well because it's stretched to an hour versus the half hour format. So it's kind of like Colbert report was a half hour. Now it's stretched to an hour and that's the Colbert late show. Um, I think it might do well. I think people will still be annoyed. It's not a talk show. Uh, and people might be annoyed because the long winded format might stretch thin with the jokes, but I think if you do it correctly, and I still think it can be done correctly. I think, like, everything, you if you do certain things the right way, it should be okay. With something like an At Midnight reboot, you need to make sure, like, every act is one of those YouTube upload viral moments. So rather you get comedians or you get actors or a mix of comedians and actors and musicians. And you already have the pre-written jokes because it's a panel show up front. And then, like, you do like a mini game. Like, oh, let's do like a pinata fight, or let's do like this Price is Right ripoff, and just do a like fun satire of game shows and quick satire of TikTok videos. I think it should be okay. I think it's still plausible that you can do an at midnight revival. I don't know who should be the host. Paul F. Tompkins wants to maybe do it. Uh, I heard that Ron Funches wants to do it. I heard uh, maybe Scott Ackerman would do it. Personally, I think this Jordan Haas guy, he's an up-and-coming. No, I – no one listens to this shit. I'm doing a fucking podcast for like three year, three people. Uh, but, hey, Jordan wants to host or Jordan wants to be on I – mean, no. It's okay. No, I under, I understand completely. <sighs> Anyway, uh, so uh, I think it'll do okay, but you have to like do longer segments, more fun segments, faster segments. It has to be like a lot of fake game show in one hour uh, versus the half hour format, unless they're going to truncate it to half an hour, which I don't think is a good idea. Um, Unless you're going to extend it out to the local news at the late, late era. But no, no, no uh but my final thought uh with this is i think it'll do well but at the same time i said the same thing about g4 and i think you could still do like attack of the show and x-play i still think those are viable formats in a modern setting you just have to have the right people in place and on one hand i think it's possible but at the same time i'm thinking but this is cbs and I'm thinking one wrong move or wrong bad host or, wrong, like, or one stretched out joke that goes too long and it's done for. Like It is an eggshell challenge. And that's, that's my worry. My other worry is that Netflix brought back The Mole for a season two and I did not like season one of The Mole. And I don't think they're going to change anything about it. They're still going to butcher up the Belgium challenges from last time and give like exemptions where there shouldn't be exemptions it just to me that sucks and the phone reveals it's just bad and the confessionals were bad pretty much everything was bad but they're gonna redo it maybe this season everyone who was a catfish on the circle will show up and one of them has to lie again because they're the mole or maybe we'll do a love is blind reboot and it's like everyone from love is love is blind is going to be on there, or everyone from like, uh, what's that? other show too hot to handle, or they're going to do a uh, Flores Lava challenge, uh, all the Netflix cross promotion you could think of. Ugh, just, I, 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 I want to end on a happy note of Disney in game shows, and that, that just, and that happens. Anyway, uh, that's it for this week's episode of a podcast. I'm going to try and uh, re-download a few more games and applications and then get some some sleep. And uh, I hope you guys uh, take care. Uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode, whenever that might be. Again, I don't have any in-credits things, so I'm going to try my best to uh, find something real quick. Oh, you know what? I've been watching Deal or No Deal. Uh, episodes uh, internationally. I've been watching like the Italian version, the French version, the Philippines version, because uh, it's my favorite game show. And I, I gotta tell you, uh, the French theme song fucking slaps. It's a fucking cool theme song. So maybe I'll end the show with the uh, Deal or No Deal French version. Uh, and we'll call it a day there. Check it out. It's like it's on YouTube. Anyway, a uh, big smooch. Mwah.